excited for this episode because I think it's extremely helpful for somebody who's like not sure where to start either with a new website or um, with like a re like a rebuild of their website. So that's true. I'm just hoping I don't get too judgmental because I can be that way. You no. Yeah, sometimes sometimes I'm a bit prickly when it comes to my opinions. So apologize in advance for anyone listening. If I hurt your feelings by saying you what you did was dumb. I didn't mean you. I meant the other guy. But also, if you're like, oh, he's talking about me, then like maybe do some self reflection. I don't know. <laughs> wow. All right, Ellie, I love it. <laughs> Ellie's team. And on John. that note. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to Ope. Here's a little marketing for you. I'm Ellen Cernko. I'm Ellie Hicks. And I'm John Young, Ellie's number one stand. <laughs> Woo! Each week we talk about how to get the most out of your marketing as a small business or a nonprofit organization. And today we're going to discuss, I wrote this line in advance and now that I'm reading it out loud, it just seems really silly. <laughs> <laughs> When I read it, when I was reviewing it, I read it in your voice. <laughs> Sometimes I can be really nubby as a human being, and this is one of those sentences. I pray for my child that they still like me, even though I'm going to yeah, be Yeah, I mean, really I definitely lame. read it in Ellen's voice, but how do you, is there, would you put that like in italics, like that last part to make it like, really? really? Like, is that how you, is that how you lift a voice in writing? Like, do you put it in italics? Um, You can. But you don't have to. Or do you put it in like soup script, like almost like a like an ex- exponent? Maybe. Like, Here's what grinds my gears while we're on this. Oh. Um, the amount of people oh that use parentheses incorrectly. <laughs> oh, no. Am I one of those people? Because I feel like yeah, I, same. I use a lot, a lot of parentheses. But like <laughs> people <laughs> use parentheses to like. I have a lot of side thoughts. <laughs> like. Like to put emphasis on things, particular, particularly those of a more advanced in years crowd are you talking parentheses or quotation marks what did i say parentheses, parentheses. do you mean oh, no. quotation marks? I, mean quotation mark. <laughs> I was gonna say i've never seen anyone use parentheses that way but i have no, seen people use quotation, quotation marks that way because be my like, father does it like they'll put quotes around like happy for happy birthday and i'm like do you want me to have a happy birthday or not yeah my dad's favorite you know, thing is saying, like, just saying. And it, when he does it in text, like, he'll say something stupid and he'll be like, just saying. And, and he always quotes, quotes, just saying. And I'm uh, like, why? Nope. I okay, can't. Anywho. Anywho. So, anyway, so the way I was going to say this in my brain was today we're going to discuss one of my favorite types of topics, one where every question has more than one answer. Which Woo. I think I've also said that sentence before in a podcast. Yes. Um, so today we're going to talk about, do I really need that on my website? So we're going to discuss different components of a website that people may or may not think that they absolutely need, or maybe they think they don't need on their website. And we are going to kind of guide you on if you actually do need it or not. So we're going to go through all Spoiler alert. Depends. <laughs> That's the word depends of the episode. Depends on like most of them. Um, Speaking but we're of advanced go through... age people, depends. <laughs> we're going to go through Sponsored. all these different components of a site. And I'm basically just going to like open the floor to Ellie and John and myself. And we will all give our two cents on whether or not we think you need this on your website. It may be more than two cents. I have way more than two. Oh, yeah. I'm feeling rich today. Oh boy, that's why that's why the the John the John non sequitur segment of the episode is going to be just the chef's kiss right in the middle. Can't wait. It's a it's spoiler alert. It's a TikTok video. 
Ooh, I hope I've seen it. Do you actually have TikTok now, or are you just like using? Well, I have Young's it for Young, TikTok so it's on my feed. phone. Just because I can't, I can't trust someone that's managing a social media network from a brand that I don't have access to. That would True. be uh, not. That'd that would not be, be a depend situation. That would be bad practice. Yes. Yeah, but I don't. I don't personally use it. No. Are you, you nodding your head forward? I'm sorry that I don't openly give my information, all of the data on my phone to the Chinese government. I'm sorry. You know, that was a marketing ploy by Facebook, right? No, it was legit. No, oh, I'll send it to you afterwards. No, it wasn't. Okay. Yeah, because, yeah, Meta's doing really great. Have you seen the stock market today? They're no, it was 25%. a marketing ploy by okay. Facebook to discredit TikTok. Like, all those articles about, like, TikTok sending all your information to the Chinese government, which the Chinese government doesn't give a crap about my existence anyway. It was all Okay. And then sure. what you're reading as a, as a ploy in that regard, isn't a ploy by TikTok to discredit meta. Might be. Hmm. 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 Agree to disagree. Depends. Depends. Continue. Mm-hmm. Can you hear my, my pretzel? No. A little bit. But you're eating okay. it very quietly. I'm trying really hard. Okay. So we're going to start with talking about do you need a web page on your website for your about us? A lot of people think that they need an about us section on their site. So what do we think? I mean, I think, I think yes. Yes. But does it need to be prominent? Depends as, as Ellen puts it so succinctly. Uh, I would say if you're, if your business is based on a story that's worth telling, yes, like Young's Dairy. Definitely a story worth telling. People are interested in it. People know a little bit about it or they know nothing about it or even they know think they know all about it and they're missing parts of it. I think that's worthy of a page dedicated to about us. I mean, we're going to go through all these pages and what we tell our clients is there, there's not like a limit on web pages on your website. You, know, you could have five pages and be a very full website. You could have 5,000 pages and be a very full website. But uh, I think what we're talking about is do these things need to be upfront and prominent? And so I would say your answer of depends makes sense. So if it's a story worth telling, yes. If it's just, here's Henry that started the business, and then that's the, you know, I, I started my window cleaning business last year. No, that's not a very compelling story yet. Mm-hmm. So then you can update it later. But for now, no. I agree. Um, depending on like the content you have or the t- content that you want to share. So if you say like, oh, I want a page about about the business, but you give us you know one sentence to work with, that's not what people are going to want to look at. Um, and it might not warrant like a whole page for it. Um, but I also do think it's important to think about, like you just said, John, if you are a business that has a good story to tell, I think that that's what people, um, especially, you know, in these times, they want, they want the narratives, they want the stories, they want to feel connected to your business before they um, decide that they want to become a customer or make a purchase from you. Um, they want to know about you and get to know you in a sense. Um, so yeah, I think an about us is very important, uh, if you have the right content to share and if you share it effectively. So, um, yeah. Yeah. I think it's all about, and just kind of reiterating what you two have already said, but it's like, is your about us unique like is it going to make you stand Mm -hmm. out as a business because if it's just like generic like these are our five core values that every single other business has and like we're not going to explain why these values matter to us then like what's the point of sharing them on your website but um you know like i have a i have a client that 
they have been really, really thoughtful with the core values that they put together for their business. They've been building them for decades, um, and they're really important to you know how they train their employees, how they choose who they work with, like what kind of jobs they're going to do. And so it's really important for them to share like those company values and like their um, like their mission statement and all that on their website. Um, and, you know, on their About Us page as well, they also share the nonprofits that they stand behind and support as a for-profit business. Um, so, like, you get this really, like, well-rounded picture of the human beings that work behind this company name. Um, and it's been really helpful for them in their employment process. So, you know, employees are like, oh, I, I, this sounds like a company I really want to work for. And then it's even helped um, them with getting business of, you know, oh, this is a company that I'd like to work with because I know what they stand for and I know that they're going to stick to those things. Um, mm-hmm. But if you're just grabbing like some generic information off like a content generator website, then like, it's not going to help you. It's just going to make you look generic, which you are not generic. You are unique. Um, and it's not going to help your SEO either. I think it also has to do with the industry or or product or service that you're selling too. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't need to know, like, if I'm hiring someone to come do mulching in the spring, like, I, I don't really care who's there or, or the history of your organization or who the founders were. Like, I just want to make sure that you're doing a good job. But if you're like us, like a digital agency where I'm going to have a relationship with these people going forward or a financial planner or uh, a a banker even like, I'd like to know a little bit about you before I even think about calling you. So like, I care Mm -hmm. about those things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I don't want to get like too far ahead um, because we'll talk about all of these components of a website, but um, John, your example of like somebody who's going to come do like mulching or landscaping, like um, you might think like, okay, well, I still want to know like about the company, but that comes in other forms of content. So with that, like you want to look at, oh, what services do they provide? You don't really care like how they got started. They're a mulching company. Like, but you, there are other important bits of information that you want to know. And that would come in like, oh, what services do you offer? What are your pricings? Like, what are your hours or how can I schedule with you? Um, So yeah, it's not that we don't want to know you know about you it's just we want to know different things about different businesses so keep that in mind yeah. could it be a paragraph on your homepage? if if that's all you need then cool you don't need an about us page mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. agreed okay moving on to a similar but slightly different one and our history page <laughs> john how do you feel about our history pages i mean our history or just in general our history just in general, our history. I think it kind of goes hand in hand with about us. Like if, if, mm-hmm. if it's a if it's a meaningful story to tell, you've been in business for more than a couple of years, or there's not a cool story that was the catalyst for why this business started, then no, I don't think you need one. But if you're a business that's been around for 50 years, you probably have enough content there to make it a worthwhile story. Not, and mm-hmm. I say probably because might not be. Might just be we started the business and we're still here. Mm-hmm. Might not be any kind of meaningful like milestones along the way, but often if businesses have been open for 20 plus years, there's been change in leadership or we got this big client and that was a catalyst for this, or this is why my great grandparents started this business, like cool things to tell. And again, it mm-hmm. kind of goes with what I was saying about, about us. Does that story help me sell whatever I'm trying to sell as a business? Because if it does, mm-hmm. cool, have it. Because you know the story might be meaningful. It might give someone more more of a reason to call you or stop by your place but if if it doesn't then don't I agree um I 
think that the only time you should really call it or like have a specific section or page that is about history, um, if you have, oh man, hold on, my Siri, my Siri, no, I can't say her name. Okay. Um, it keeps popping up. Okay. Um, but if you have, if your business has a significant history or has gone through a lot of change, but you want people to still know where you came from. So if things are still operating today as they were back whenever you started, um, there's probably not a lot of interest there or interesting things to talk about. But if you have evolved and you came from a place that is completely different than what you are today, but those roots are still important to you and you want your customers to know that, I think then you talk about history. Um, or even if you've like expanded, you used to be one location in Ohio and now you have 50 locations throughout the eastern part of the United States, then you might do something in terms of like a timeline, like when when you acquired these businesses or how you evolved over time and what, what your business looked like in two, 1970 versus today. Um, but yeah, it's definitely not necessary. And it's also not necessary to have an about us and a history page separate. I think because mm-hmm. they're so similar, you don't need to have – I think a lot of people think – when they think about us or they're thinking about their website, they think, okay, that has to be on the website. So that's a given. And then if you also want to talk about your history, you don't need to add a separate – a whole second page because then it starts to get confusing. Okay, I'm rambling yeah. and like word vomiting, so I'll stop. No, I agree. And I think it also We don't talk on about like, that word, Ellie. You're right. You're right. I'm sorry. <laughs> I think what makes the about us and the history pages really important too is the design – um, of the content. So like a really fun, like our history design that I like is like that timeline kind of look. You good? Yeah, I was showing you Lola. Did oh, you I see her little pause? I can't, I couldn't see. No, I didn't okay. see it. You guys just yeah, gave the me the camera doesn't one. move when your head moves, by the way. Well, I know she was behind me. I was getting out of the way. Oh, oh. I see. Okay. We didn't. Um, and her little pause. Okay. So anyway. Um, I really like the like a timeline design <laughs> for history pages. Um, if you have like old pictures as well <clears throat> as a business, I think that that's really fun. Um, like we have a construction client in Dayton that you know they've been around since the seventies, and they have some really cool old pictures of old teammates and like the original owner. Um, and then especially like if you are a small family run business that has successfully. Um, handed off the business to a different to a new generation. I think that's really important to share as well um, because it shows longevity, um, shows consistency. Um, or if you're a small business that you know there are new owners, like we've had clients that you know they bought a small business from somebody else, and so like you may need to like specify like, hey, there are new owners, um, new management, whatever's going on. Um, so the history page may be a good place to do that as well. Or like, like we've been saying, like combining about us and history into sort of just one all encompassing, like filled out page. Um, Mm -hmm. but yeah, this is also a really great place for pictures. If you have pictures, if you have old pictures, scan them in and share them on this page. Um, again, depending on your industry, they may be like more influential to like ultimately selling your business than others. Um, but most of the time, like people really like throwback photos, um, no matter what industry you're in. So yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Cool. 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 All right. Moving on to our team. Does your company website need an, our team page? What do we think? I think that this is a really, uh, 
this is a really good example of using the word depends because it really does depend on so many different factors. Um, I think that this is one that comes up most often in questioning, like, do we need a section for our team or do we not? Or how do we present our staff or our team? Um, I think that, yeah, this is probably one of the most common ones that comes up in that regard. Um, I think that it's so my general thoughts, I think it's really good to show off your team so that especially if you are a company that's going to be working a lot with clients, like with other people, and especially so, for example, us, like we're all digital. So we're all only working with our clients mainly. I mean, we work with some in person when we can, but mainly we're working online. We're working via email and um, like Google Meets meetings. So <clears throat> it's mostly virtual where I think it's really nice to put a uh, face with the name and and have people, have clients get a chance to get to know your team. Um, but that can be tricky if you have a lot of turnover or um, you have a large team and you have to determine like who gets to be on the website and who doesn't. So there are a lot of factors that go into it. Agreed. Yeah. It, um, we use Young's Law as an example just because it's an organization that people know. But like to have uh, anywhere from 250 to 350 employees on per year where there's a lot of turnover because a lot of them are kids that find out on day one that they weren't made for dipping ice cream or didn't want to do it anymore. Um, that would be difficult. So you would say, okay, let's just put the um, put the young family on there. Then you know, leaderships of the different variations of the business are like, well, what about us? And then we put them on there. So now we got 20 people on there. Uh, then, you know, middle, middle management's like, well, you know, I'd like to be prominent. So it, it gets to be a kind of a slippery slope of like, mm-hmm. who's on there, who's not. So we've had lots of organizations that just put their, uh, their board, if they have a board on there, whether it's a nonprofit or a, a profit business, mm-hmm. um, or they just don't put any on there. They put, um, you know, a group picture, which also becomes awkward because then if a group picture and someone's no longer with the company or someone dies, you know, you get this picture of all these people, then everybody's looking, everyone that knows is looking at that one person in the picture. Like, oh, I remember when so-and-so, you know, did so-and-so or did what and what, and now, now they're not there. Then we have to get a whole new team picture where everyone's wearing the same outfit again. That's never going <laughs> to happen. So, uh, with us, it's easy. You know, we've got five, uh, well, six coming up. So it's easy to, easy to keep our, our roster, uh, updated and clean. And like you said, Ellie, it's uh, important for our, our clients to know, this is who we're talking to, yeah. Uh, you know, because especially when the two of you have the similar name, and we're still not sure if some of our clients realize that you're different people. Yeah, I don't think they've they never <laughs> never met you in person. <laughs> so, uh, it, it, yeah, so it, it does really depend. It doesn't make. Again, I'm going to probably go back to this on everything. Does it make uh, people more comfortable to buy from you? And I think in our instance, it does because mm-hmm. it's helpful to know because we've dealt with a lot of clients that have come from. Well, I hired this company, but they were hiring another company to do all their website design, yeah. or they they also outsourced all their graphic design, or they outsourced all their social media stuff. So, when people go to our website, they see that all the people that they're ever going to interact with, mm-hmm. our clients are are never going to get an email from someone outside the, that list of five or six people. Like they'll always see those people. They're not going to all of a sudden get an email from Frank and like who who's Frank? I don't see him on the website. It's it's a local barista. You know, Heard Frank. he makes the best coffee. <laughs> he does. <laughs> He He's sure great. does. <laughs> we'll be interviewing his sister on our other podcast here coming up. So can't wait to hear it. All right. Yeah, no, I think it really depends too on like the industry. Um, so like a good example is like if you're if you're in the medical field, um, like we have a 
we have a pretty large medical office in Dayton. Um, and like, you know, if you are a patient looking for care, you would like to know the human being that is going to be giving you that healthcare advice. Um, so they have a really good system in place for making sure that they have their providers' pictures and bios ready to go. Um, and then they are also very quick to email us to let the let us know if somebody's no longer with the company. Um, so we did a podcast a while ago about um, content audits. And I would say like, if you're going to have an R team page, particularly like with pictures and people's contact information, um, then you need to make sure that you have a good content audit process in place to make sure that you keep those pictures up to date. You make sure you keep that content up to to date. Um, Even small things, like if somebody gets married and changes their name, like it should be reflected on the website. Um, Or if pictures are really, really old, then they should be updated regularly. Um, but if you don't have a good process or you don't have the person power to keep that process going, then you may need to consider having a different kind of design for an R team page or just opt not to have one for now. Yeah. I think that that's something that can hurt you too, if it's not current. So you would say like, say, especially for, um, like the medical providers, you would say like, oh, this is what I'm looking for. I need somebody that can do this. I like their credentials. I like what they do. You reach out. Oh, they no longer work here. Okay, that's unfortunate. Um, so that's something that could absolutely hurt you if it wasn't up to like as up to date. Whereas, like you know, again, for example, us, if we had some sort of change, it's not necessarily going to hurt us if um, we still had somebody on there that no longer works with us, or if there was like a change that wasn't reflected right away. It's not going to necessarily hurt us, but also, you know, it's just bad mm-hmm. practice not to have it up to date, but. Um, it just kind of comes yeah. off un- unprofessional. Like we, I think after our last uh, turnover of employees, we sent out a proposal or two with everyone listed that wasn't necessarily with the business. Mm-hmm. I don't think anyone noticed but us. But then I'm like, oh yeah, great. I'm looking forward to work with that person. They're like, oh, awkward, right? But, yeah. So yeah, it just it mm-hmm. just looks like you don't know all the things that are going on with your business. So yeah. if it makes sense to keep it simple and not do those things, then didn't do that. Yeah, mm-hmm. especially like what I said earlier about like an, an, a history or about us page, like if your company got bought out and you still have like an entire team up there that doesn't work there anymore, um, that can be really misleading, not only for new leads, but particularly for your current customers as well. Like I think you should be very upfront with who works at the company and who's doing the work for you. Um, so yeah, if you get bought out or something like that, you need to make sure that your website reflects that, especially on an our team page. <laughs> Agreed. We have thoughts on that.com. We're all feeling kind of feisty today too, which always makes for a good podcast episode. Mm -hmm. Lola, Lola's also feeling feisty. She won't leave me alone. So she's a part of today's podcast. Uh, Oscar tried to scale the windowsill that's about this wide while I was talking to my dad before we started this. Um, It's, it's, uh, I don't know. It's probably five feet tall. Well, maybe like four and a half feet tall, which is pretty high for him to jump because he's an old man. Uh, and then there, there's not enough landing for him because he's a fat cat. So mm. while I was talking to my dad, I just heard <laughs> <laughs> as he Aww, tore up the tile on his way back. No, poor Oscar. Yes. I love poor him. single celled amoeba. I just love him so much. Ellie, you need to submit your picture of Lola for the holiday card. <gasps> I know. I have it like as my do not forget. I have it like on do not forget. Um, but I just can't pick and I keep I keep waiting because I'm like, I could get a better picture of her. And I think I have the one, but 
I just need it to be perfect because she's perfect. So maybe we need a, a do not forget section, then also annoy this person until it gets done. Yeah. Section. Sheba hasn't wait, done do it not either, forget. So you're not okay. forgetting it. You're just not doing it. The date hasn't wait. hit yet. I think I set the date for the first week of November. Maybe. Yeah, it's next Tuesday. Yeah. yeah. And you can also submit more than one because that'll help me with my – I have this very specific design in mind for how gotcha. I want this card to look. That doesn't sound like you to have a very specific idea of how it's actually going to go. Um, but I don't know if it will actually like work out that way. So Okay. I'll submit a couple. Yeah. And she's Is it like a Brady Bunch picture, where so. all the all the pets are looking at each other? No. I was picturing like a picture of the pet and then I was going to do the owner's like headshot, like smaller. So like John's cat, Oscar. Hmm. kind of oh, thing like cute. it'd be really cute so you could still put the face to the animal like hmm. kind of thing but i don't know if it'll actually be cute sasha it might be like too small so we'll see okay anyway um <laughs> moving on to products slash services pages what do we think do you need these on yes. your website yeah Absolutely. you got to tell people what you're doing yeah it's the kind of the whole important. purpose of having a website is what are you doing? What do yeah. I get from you? What can I find at your company? I guess the different different differentiator, yeah, would be do you have one products and services page with everything listed or do you break them out into individual pages? Mm. If you mm. do one thing, you, that's easy. But if you've got one thing that's got multiple iterations and you have unique content to put on all those pages, then break it up because that's going to help Google slash Bing slash Duck go, go duck go. What was duck, it? Duck, duck, go. Go. duck duck go. Yeah, help the search engines understand what your what your website's about. Uh, but if you're just going to like copy eighty percent of the content and say this also applies to this and make it oh, be gosh. like a little bit different, like that's just Pet wasting peeve. literally mm-hmm. everyone's time. Or just might even switch out the service name. Oh, that's really yeah. going to hurt your SEO. Yeah, that's. Gonna, I think that might be my what grinds my gears. On, yeah, that's going to yeah. drive Ellie to. Well, I think you've already used that <laughs> as it grinds my gears. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, so you Here's can't grind your gears again. My other okay. thing with well, it's continually grinding my gears. With grinding my gears is when they when a client when a website has all of this like fluff and doesn't just get to the point of whatever their mm-hmm. product or service is. Like if you if you want to share the story of the product or the service, I totally get it. Um, but that can go below the immediate things that I need to know as the person that's trying to purchase your product or service. Yeah, it's like a um, recipe you find online. Like I don't need yes, to know wh- exactly. how your great-grandma found uh, basil in this far-off land and brought it in to make this soup. Give me the ingredients to the soup. While I'm enjoying the soup, I might read your lovely story about your grandma finding right. basil in this faraway yeah. land. I really and appreciate I, the I've links a lot that of say clients. like just go straight to the recipe. Yes, thank you. Yeah. Appreciate yes. it. You, you've, heard, you've heard everyone complaining and you don't want to lose clicks, so here you yes. go. Yes. Thank you. And I, I've had a lot of clients kind of fight me on this and then they they end up agreeing with me of like, they're like, well, I need to like share the story because like that's going to help like sell the product or service. And I was like, I totally understand that. But like you're going to miss out on the people that want bullet points if you hit them with a paragraph at first. Mm-hmm. And you can be very thoughtful in the way that you design these pages. Like when I say bullet points, don't think that like it literally has to be bullet points. Like you can be very thoughtful with pictures, with imagery, like with the way things move in, all that fun stuff. But the more um, clear and concise you can be early on with a quick call to action, you're gonna you're gonna hit all those people that are skimmers, which is like eighty percent of people on the internet these days or more. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if there are people that still want to read, then you can give them that option. Um, but don't. Don't miss out because you feel like you need to word vomit on people because 
people just don't want to read <laughs> anymore. Like they just don't. I'm sorry. Um, and the ones that do will, but you're going to miss out on everybody else because you put your bullet points at the bottom of the page. Yeah. And That's to my go rant. back to, to go back to something that you said, John, um, determining if it needs to be just like a one page services or broken out into multiple pages. Um, I think that's really important to think about. So like, does your business, do all of your services kind of intertwine? I mean, there might be different aspects of it or different things like, oh, well, this is our service, but we, but within that we do this and this and this. That would warrant just one page. Nobody wants to click around to multiple things. They're going to get confused. Mm-hmm. Um, but the best example, one of the best examples that I can think of that we've done um, is so like, a a salon or spa or something that has different services that are completely different. So we're talking like laser hair removal, Botox injections, like um, different services like that, that they don't like, I might go to the salon for one thing and not the other. Like I'm not interested at all in the other thing. I just want this one particular service. That would be an example of where you would split it up into multiple pages um, and especially for SEO purposes because somebody who might be searching for microneedling doesn't really care about laser hair removal and they don't want to read anything about it. So they want those keywords for microneedling. Um, So that would be when you would split those up when they are completely separate. They're offered separately. They're paid for separately. um, Split those up into their own pages. And Ellen, like you said, um, I think it's really important to note even just because it's on its own page doesn't mean you have to fill it with all of this filler content just to make it look like you know what you're talking about. Somebody wants to just know, what is this? How do you do it? How much does it cost? Um, how do I how do I make an appointment? Um, okay, yeah, that's it. <laughs> on the flip side of that, I think sometimes, especially if we're working with somebody that's never had a website before, um, <laughs> I'm going to use my dad's business that is an example i need to go to his website so i can actually pull up some of his services um i know um so like on his our work page we have like different pages for um like kind of the bulk of what he does um and he didn't have like long descriptions of what each of those things are and i'm like well that's okay we can do something a little bit differently there so what we did instead is we filled it with pictures of jobs and we made sure that the Pictures were um, named correctly so that they explained what was going on so that people could know more about it. Um, so, like, don't feel like – like, don't feel like you shouldn't have a page just because you feel like you don't have, like, the typical content that you want to have. Now, what I would love to see him do in the future is also add, like, a paragraph or two at the top of, like, what metal framing is. Um, but, you know – it can sometimes be difficult if you're like, well, everybody in our industry already knows what metal framing is. Okay, that's fair. But search engines don't. So the reason we're putting that information up is so that when somebody is searching for metal framing, your page is going to be the one that comes up. So sometimes when somebody is working with us and it's their first website or it's the second iteration of their site where they really kind of know what they want to put on their site a little bit more, um, if they're really ingrained in their industry, it can be difficult for them to put together the content for their products or services pages because they make the assumption that like, well, people already, like, they're already on my website. Like, they already know that, like, I do exterior painting. And it's like, okay, well, what if somebody's a new home buyer and, like, they've never hired somebody to do exterior painting before? Like, if they just see, like, oh, yeah, this company does exterior painting, 
okay, well, like what goes into that? Like what, like how do you quote your jobs? How do you, like who are you going to send out on the team? Um, who are you going to, like what is going to be their process for actually like painting? Like do I need to do any prep beforehand? Like there's so much more that goes into the products and services that you sh- that you do that you just don't think about sharing because you're so ingrained in your own, in your own mm-hmm. business. Um, which is why it's also really helpful to have somebody on the outside help you build your content because they can ask those questions that you wouldn't even think about asking. Um, like that was something that was really helpful when Ellie was newer to the team. We redid the services pages on the Shout Out Design website. And she was able to ask questions about our services that John and I weren't necessarily thinking of because she was newer to the team and she had that fresh perspective. Um, <laughs> wasn't, it wasn't a good one. It was just fresh. It was wow. an amazing. It was an amazing one, and uh, we rewrote them with my suggestions. So it's true, and they're <laughs> no. fantastic. Um, so keep that in mind as well. That like you may be thinking like, well, I just do like these bullet point listed things, and it's like, well, there's a lot more that goes into each of those things that could be really helpful, not only for SEO, but also just for educating your customers um, and for helping them along in their buying process, like. People want to work with somebody who are going to solve their problems or answer their questions. And if you can do both of those things, then like it's a win-win. And I think that yeah, this goes for every page. Sorry, John. Sorry, um, I'm not important. It's fine. It's it's what Ellen just said though, but it's important for um I mean, especially products and services, but any page or any content you have on your website. It's okay if you get to a point where you want to change it because you've learned from your customers what they want to know. Like mm-hmm. so it might be something that comes up a lot and you're like, "You know what? That should be just on our website for somebody to know. We should change the way that that service description reads or we should add this to our website or change our about us page or whatever." Um this isn't something that it's not just like, you know, set it and forget it. Like you can absolutely change it and evolve as you learn more from your customer base. Um yeah. and I think that, that that's happened- really important. That happened with us with our content creation page. Like our content creation page before was good, but it didn't have any like pointed examples of like this is what you can create with content. Um, So like now we have a bullet point list of some examples because a lot of the times if somebody's new to digital marketing, they're like, okay, content creation, what are you going to create? They have no concept of like what that could be, like a blog or an email or, um, you know, like a service description, different things like that. Like that's all content creation. So evolve over time it'll be okay agreed agreed all right we have a new segment it's almost as exciting as what grinds my gears this is called john's non sequitur because we typically spend a half hour before and after every podcast talking about random things so it's not fair that you the listener mainly clark and jen that you don't get to listen to these things so i'm gonna bring some sort of uh question or this this time a tiktok video that's gonna prompt a question so i'm gonna share my screen with you two and then we'll put this in the uh we'll put the video in the blog post we're gonna be able to hear it i think so if not uh, this this whole setup is meaningless and we'll just uh i'll just ask you the question oh there it is all right Let's okay. see if the sound comes through. Have you seen it? Oh, seen I this saw video? it. I saw it. Wait, okay. I didn't. All right. My company had to do some layoffs, and I'm going to show you how they're celebrating Halloween. This company uh, did some layoffs, and what you're seeing in the visual is what they did for Halloween, is they made ghost people and put them in their cubicles with their actual names of the people that lived in the cubicles. Lived in so, the cubicles. Which is not good. So my it's question awful. for you two 
And these can be either real life examples that you have lived through or examples that you've heard. What is the cringiest thing a company has done in, in terms of like weird, weird, we thought this would be cute, but completely missed the social mark. Oh no. Um, where to begin? Okay. First off. Yeah, that was really bad. That was so out of touch. Um, we need the little Jeopardy music. This is a big question to ask. On I know. Spot. I feel like I'm trying because, like, I would also have to tell a story. Well, this too hard of a question for the first uh, John's non sequitur segment. A little bit because I have to be. think of a story, but like I have to be able to edit it out appropriately <laughs> for being recorded. Because I know I have so many personal examples of this um, because I worked for a very cringy in nature person um, but. i have a tiny one please i worked at a company and i had decided that i was going to move on and so i got on a call um with my like direct superior to like give them my two weeks and like let them know um they're like okay sounds good like totally get it make sure that you like schedule a meeting with our boss today to make sure that like they know as well. It was like, sounds good. So I reached out to my boss and I said, Hey, do you have time for a call this afternoon? And they're like, yeah, for sure. Um, after I scheduled that meeting, um, I get a call from my direct superior and said like five minutes later and I answer the call and all they say is I'm so sorry. And I was like, what? And they said that our boss had called them and all like before the my direct superior could even say anything, our boss said, "Is she gonna quit?" And my direct superior was like, "Well, I'm not gonna lie to you, but that's not my information to share. So maybe you should wait for your meeting with her." And so I was like, "Okay, sounds good. Like, thanks for prepping me." And so then we get on the meeting, and before like she even says hi, she says, "Are you quitting?" I was like, "Yes." <laughs> Oh I am, gosh. in fact, quitting. Here are my two weeks. This is one of the many reasons that I'm quitting. You should have that said I... no and then make them fire you because then you get to unemployment. Ooh, I was man, a that's what I should have done. Contractor. That oh, exact same thing, yeah. basically that exact thing happened to me as well. Like, it was so uncomfortable when I went. I got a new job opportunity. It was wonderful for me. And I – um asked my two bosses if they had a minute to talk and I went into their office and I sat down and it was like they opened it up with like a joke like oh don't I mean and they were joking like they never saw it coming they were like oh do you um or they're like you're not gonna tell us you're quitting are you and then I just (laughs) it I felt I was like well um surprise yeah I yeah and it was so weird and then after that it was just it was things were not good so um so yeah that same thing basically it was just like so uncomfortable like they opened it up like don't open a meeting with like your like 
staff by joking about like, oh, are you going to quit? Because that just makes it, I mean, and I wasn't just, you know, I was doing it the appropriate way. I wasn't just quitting. Like I was going to talk to them about this opportunity I was presented with and tell them like, give them a pretty solid notice of like, you know, I'm not just going to leave you. But it was like that absolutely made me just want to be like, all right, peace. Like I'm out today. I had another employer that joked in a meeting yeah, this is why employers shouldn't joke like this in meetings. Mm-hmm. But they joked in a meeting that um, they had invested so much in me that they couldn't imagine that I would ever leave them. Mm. They had not invested a lot in me, in case you were wondering. So I was like, I, I don't mind leaving. <laughs> Bye. Oh People are wild, John. It's great. Yeah, see, I, I – yeah. I, Did I you expect that... depressing ones like that? No, 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 no. Well, I knew, I knew one of those stories, but I, you know, the the other one was the other one was new to me. Uh, but it's always, I always enjoy hearing former employee stories from you guys because I just never experienced it. I worked for a bowling alley in college. I obviously worked for my family before that. I also worked for a screen printing shop at college, and then this job, and then I substitute taught for a while. So I don't have a lot of like weird boss stories. I just get them from you guys. So I, I appreciate hearing them because it makes yeah. me seem, uh, even when I'm at my worst, I'm still better than, <laughs> better than these people. So, well, we, I, I think Ellen and I combined have a lot, uh, have enough to make you feel better for a very long time. So, and by the way, I've invested a lot into both of you. So you're neither of you are, are leaving, <laughs> even though you've shunned my offer to help pay for your move, Ellen. Um, I would I'm say, still- your definition of investing a lot in an employee actually does make sense. So, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah right. I agree. So, yeah. I wish that I had, like, a funny example, like, that was, like, completely just, like, missing the mark, like, that ghost video, though. Because I can't imagine if I would, like, if I personally lived through something like that that a company did because, yikes. They're all coming back to me now, which is also not good. Um, but I also had an employer tell us that they weren't going to give out company bonuses that year. And then they did. And it was like. And I don't like, want to sound Were they trying ungrateful. to make the excitement for it better? Were they I trying don't know. To be and like, I don't oh, want to sound ungrateful. But also like when they handed out the envelopes then and then like everybody got like their hopes up and then everybody opened it. And it was like. Yeah, these are all like Michael Scott things. Is this a did bonus? We, like it didn't did really we, feel like a bonus. Did we actually work together, Ellen? Because like I'm not kidding you. Same thing happened, but we were told it was kind of the opposite. Like we were like, they're like, oh, like Christmas bonuses. Yeah, like we really appreciate everything that everybody's doing. And like, and then one day they came around with, and this is not a joke, a $50 Amazon gift card for everyone. And that was our Christmas bonus. And I was like, whoo. Oh my gosh, I would rather just not have this at all. <laughs> like, you know, yeah, have you have you seen National Lampoon's Christmas? How that yeah. didn't bode well for the yes. jelly of the yes. month club? Yeah, literally. Yeah, what my Christmas bonus Quaid was like. This, I just figure it's all the things what not to do whenever I'm in the boss situation. I've learned all the things that I'm not going to do. So, how many? Boxes I, I have literally I checked thought off that list? like. Not I thought lot. that a $50 Amazon gift card was like a normal <laughs> Christmas bonus. Like I thought that, that was like normal. So did I until I started then, working for Shout Out Design. I swear, I swear last year at Christmas time, like I like literally cried and I called my mom and I was like, mom, I, I got like a too. real I got like a real Christmas bonus. It's uh, <laughs> oh, really funny. Hold hold on to your hats, ladies. <laughs> You're getting one, but it's not gonna. It's not gonna. That's be okay. Like it's not joking. <laughs> That's okay. 
I've been thinking about that all year. I'm like, I really went all out because uh <laughs> That's that's it's right. a okay. It's okay. yeah. It'll be between a fifty dollar Amazon card and what you guys got last year, I promise. Except it should be at least fifty one for it to be acceptable for Ellie. Yeah. If it's fifty, then uh, no, no, no. Yeah, there'll, there'll be three digits before the decimal point. I promise, at least. Excellent. Okay. <laughs> Love. Yeah, yep. it's really great. What was it we said like a few episodes ago? It might have been longer than that, or it might not have been in a podcast. But like Ellie and I both talked about like when we realized like our actual self worth when we came to work for Shadow Out Design, and then it was like, oh wow, I'm worth mm-hmm. it as a human being. Cool. Yeah, <laughs> this is great. <laughs> I value you. Thanks. Much appreciated. (laughs) All right. Uh, I think we I think we can't go back to the topic. I think we have to go to another episode. (laughs) We are gonna make this a two parter. Um yeah, yeah, maybe maybe I'll come maybe we'll do it more in the middle. Uh because I I think I could see the derailing continue to derail. So maybe Yeah, it's true. Um I'll try to come with a less deep topic next time, I promise. Thank you. Um, in part two, we're going to cover FAQ pages, social media links, your contact page, blogging, and more. And more. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so stay tuned for next week. Um, Ellie? Yes. What kinds are cures? Okay. So two things that kind of go into one. Um, and honestly, now that I'm thinking about it, this might have already been said once too, but so what grinds my gears is when either someone doesn't really have any direction, like if you're helping them with something and they don't have any direction to give you, like I, I know what I know. I can, I can do digital marketing for you. I don't know your business. I don't know how you want to present your business. I don't know the ins and outs of what you do. I need some input in order to do what I do for you. Um, So if there's not, it's really hard to do my job when there's no direction. And then also along with that, when somebody asks for advice or like seeks out your advice, knowing that you are the professional in that realm. So for instance, like with websites, like we obviously know websites. So if you're asking us what is appropriate so like you know for anything we talked about today like should i have a staff page should i have a services page should i break these services up into multiple pages you ask that we give our professional advice and then you like refuse to take it or don't take it um which sounds a little bit like combative like i'm not saying like you know what i'm what i say always is right and you should always go with it but you're asking our prof- professional opinion and we give it to you and then you go complete opposite direction of that. Um, and it's frustrating because at the end of the day, I know that that's not what's going to get you the best results. And I know what that's going to mean down the line for us. So um, so those are what grinds my gears. That makes uh, my day and I'm sure both of your days very difficult um, when those things happen. So. I've, I've um, over the 12 years of doing this, I've come off that ledge of you need not. And I know what you're saying. You're not saying like, take my word as gospel. Like this is the only yeah. truth there is. Um, and I used, I used to get, I still do sometimes get frustrated when I give what I feel is the, the preeminent best advice and they go in the complete opposite direction. But more times than not, um, 
when I give good advice and they go a different direction, whether it's different direction with us or different direction with some other agency or whatever service we're providing, more times than not, I hear from them again and saying, you know what? You were more right than the direction I went. Mm-hmm. So like what I've really taken from, and I actually wrote a blog entry about this. It's somewhere deep in our archives of don't burn a bridge. We've got three current clients that uh, I talked to, uh, gave them all the good ideas that I had. They took those good ideas, went somewhere else, found out the grass wasn't greener, and now they're our clients. And they've been our clients for several years, many, many years in one of those cases. Um, so it's just, I, I get it. Like, don't. Don't don't waste my time and taking my advice and taking it elsewhere. Like that frustrates me more than um, you didn't intentionally waste my time and my thought process and my this is what I'm going to do and take it mm-hmm. somewhere else. Yeah, um, but yeah. So it's it we, we are we are all pretty smart at what we do, um, and so we're, we're going to be right more than we're going to be wrong. Uh, but it, it does it does irritate me as well if someone takes my good ideas and goes elsewhere, or takes my good ideas and say they're wrong. Uh, so I'm going to go do something else instead and then find out that I was wrong. Yeah. And I don't even, I don't even care if it's like somebody's asking me for my advice and I'm giving it to them and they take that because they're working with another company. So like, just for example, like advertising, that would be something that somebody would ask me about if they were asking my advice on something and they're already working with another company for ads, I am more than happy to give you my advice because I want to see you succeed but because I want to see you succeed and like, I don't care that you take that to somebody else to give them my ideas and, and use them. But because I want you to succeed, I think it's like a very specific example of like, okay, just for instance, like a staff page. If somebody says like, should we have a staff page or who should we put on our staff page? And I say, okay, well, you have so many employees and you have different levels of employees. If you want to show anybody, I would leave it at just your like executive team because you've got people all the way down to like, like a bunch of like salespeople that's going to be in there. And like, if I ask like, what's your turnover like? And it's like, oh, well, we have a lot of turnover or a lot of movement. Then I say, that's going to be something you really have to keep up with. You have to have a good process in place, but they insist on still doing it that way. They're almost setting themselves up for failure and I can see it and I don't want that. So that's where I get kind of like, let's start small and build from there and, and not like get ahead of ourselves here because you're you're literally setting yourself up for failure here. Um, so that's kind of more like the way that I was taking it and not so much just like you didn't like what I said, so you left or like you you took my ideas and had somebody else do them. Um, yeah, so it's almost like I'm giving you this advice because I know it's not going to work because here are examples A, B, and C of why it's not going to work. And they say, mm-hmm. cool, disregard, going to do it my own way. Yes. And then we're still doing the work. Like we're putting in all this work then to add like, you know, like 50 employee cards on a page and like getting like the bios and the pictures. And then we're like, okay, great. It's set up. That just took like two days of my time. And then next thing we know, it's either like, oh, you know what? So-and-so like didn't approve that, or we don't actually like the look of that, or we don't want to do that. That's going to be way too much work. And it's like, okay, well, you know. Or like another good example is like um, we have a lot of clients that share that like SEO is really important to them. Um, Unfortunately, I think SEO is one of those topics that there's a lot of like misinformation out there or like you're working off of old information of like what search engines were like in like 2012 or 2014 and not really how they operate today. 
Um, so like if a client says to me, like SEO is like very important to me, and then I stress to them the importance of having unique content on all of their different services pages, but then they just go and use like the same content and just switch out the service names. I almost make the like want to make them sign a page that it's like I directly went against Ellen's advice to yes. <laughs> have like strong SEO on my site. Um, so like when I am not happy, it's not Ellen's fault kind of thing. Yes. Um, because it's like I like this directly goes against like what you're trying to do. So like mm-hmm. just be aware of that. Mm-hmm. That's what frustrates me. Yes. I think that's what I was like overall getting trying at, to get at, yeah. Or like I feel like we see this happen in ads too that like people want to like see the most amazing results but they're only going to put like $50 behind their ad and it's like okay, well, yes, Google and Facebook mm-hmm. and LinkedIn like they will they will spend your money but like they will only spend up until your limit. And like we've done yes. a lot of research, we've worked with a lot of clients, like we know what the bottom limit should be if you really want to see success with your ads. Um, or so like, like I get it if you have in mind. Like I understand if you have a very small budget and that's fine and we will do everything that we can with that budget because at the end of the day, any amount of money is going to get you something. Um, but you just have to be very aware of what that something is. So like if mm-hmm. I'm recommending this, I'm recommending it based on my findings like you just said, Ellen. Um, but you you just have to understand like, okay, if it's less than that, this is what you're going to see. You're going to see a lot of uh, competitors showing up. You're going to see not very many clicks to your website, um, so on and so forth. So, yeah. This is kind of like a side what grinds my gears, but it's it's like the cousin to what we're talking about. But what, what also grinds my gears is um, when somebody takes advantage of asking for our advice without paying for marketing consultation hours. <laughs> <laughs> Um, because like we, I consider us all to be like pretty chill human beings. And like, if you have a casual question here or there, like we're going to do our best to answer it. Um, but like we have mouths to feed too. And like we have services that we provide. And so I think it just frustrates me when like a fellow small business tries to take advantage of another small business. I think that's kind of crappy. Mm-hmm. That's what grinds my gears. It's not your turn. It hasn't been my turn in a long time. Yeah, I was looking at it. Uh, you you were four episodes ago, and we took a little bit of a break there because. But I also, tried Ellie to die. hosted three episodes in a row, so it's a trade-off. Yeah, thanks for that, Ellie. Cool, cool, cool. Anything else we'd like to share today? All of my hopes and dreams. All right, we're ready. Share them all. Yeah, share them. <laughs> share away. Um, Give us top three. What are top okay. three life goals? Uh, keep the birds out of my house. Yep. Um, um. Oh, my gosh. Win the lottery because I bought okay. a ticket last night and nobody won, so I have a chance still for the $800 million. Um No, it, it's gone. No, someone won it, didn't they? No, they didn't. It's $800 million oh, now. Okay. All right. Powerball. No, somebody somebody Powerball. won the Mega Millions like not that long ago, but okay. Powerball is up to eight hundred million now on Saturday. Okay. Um, it's not even a real amount of money. 
You're not a real amount of money. That's so yeah, it's, like it's, it's I like, can't even like, like comprehend eight hundred million. It's like three hundred and fifty million after taxes. Yeah. Like what? Well, no. It's you the, if you that? choose the cash option, it's three hundred and fifty, and then from that taxes, it would be two hundred and forty million. Million. I already did the math okay. because I have to. Yeah, I have to just plan out how I'm going to spend my two forty million. Um. But anywho, um, shamelessly, you want to give a million to each of your coworkers. I mean, obviously. Excellent. Thanks. Cool. Yeah. You could, we could we could call the the new carousel the Ellie Hicks Memorial Carousel. Memorial. Just saying. Well, okay, only, it have to be memorial. That implies yeah, something only, else. Only add memorial when I'm no longer on this earth. Yeah, we'll um, leave a space in the sign just so we can. Yeah, add yeah, Hicks, the Ellie Hicks Hick carousel. Carousel. <laughs> and I would pay for all of the fun d- characters. Yes. Hummingbirds, sea otters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hummingbirds yeah. would be no so birds. cool. No yeah, birds. I have a bad relationship with birds. Okay, that's fair. Hummingbirds are are $20,000. So, Thanks for listening to Ope, Here's a Little Marketing for You, a podcast written and produced by Shoutout Out Design. Our theme song is Kill the Sun by the Cincinnati-based band Motherfolk. Tune in weekly for new episodes.